how are you enjoying the dragon engine? Oh my god. It's I think that's actually part of what's making me love Kiwami 2 so much right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so we, we when when the game booted up and I was looking around Kamarocho, I was like, oh. Yep. Oh man. Playing yep. Yakuza 3 is gonna suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was was actually my first thought was uh, I don't it know if is... I want if I want it to is play a Yakuza sig- 3. It's a significant step back because technically Kiwami 2 came out after Yakuza 6. six. Yeah. So it is if I you mean, don't count judgment one almost. If yeah, you, don't you don't count, count judgment. If you don't count judgment, which is a spin-off, but is technically yeah. a later game from that studio. Well, and it's um, in isn't it in Kamarocho? It's in Kamarocho. So it's yeah. it's basically just a Yakuza game with a couple of different mechanics and a new main character. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's no actual tie-ins technically, right? Aside I, from the the city and a few a few. I mean, the dudes you're dealing with are still Tojo Clan officers. They're just different officers. That's what. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, there's there's there's. But you don't. No, you don't have a it. thing where like you don't have a thing where like Majima shows up later. Yeah, or like Kiryu helps you out or whatever. No, no, there's there's nothing like that. It's it's mostly it's, just hey, this is the same universe, but it's a side. It's it's sort of like how comic books you know do it, right? Where they might reference, oh hey. Gotham City's totally over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they'll just throw in a, a reference to like that. I mean, honestly, it's not even particularly referential of the of the rest of the Yakuza franchise. Like, Judgment does right. a pretty good job of standing on its own in every way except for just taking place in the same city where all of these events happened before. Yeah, so if you're a fan, it's impossible not to look yeah, for you, things and, and you, notice you still things feel and all it. that stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But... That being said, Kiwami 2 is technically the most modern action Yakuza game. And I can see, okay, so when I, I had mentioned previously to you, I had, I've played Kiwami and Zero now, and now I'm playing Kiwami 2. And in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Zero and uh, Kiwami, I, I actually enjoyed the combat in Zero more than Kiwami. I thought Kiwami's combat was whatever, and I, I found the changing of the stances where you were fighting bosses to be really an obnoxious. Where mm-hmm. like they do the power up thing, and then you also have to match their power up thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was. Oh, just I sort forgot of they do that in Kiwami. That is weird. I I really didn't like that. Because uh, I was gonna, I, like was... my initial thought was like the combat in Zero and Kiwami are basically the same. Like it's the same yeah. engine, it's the same style switching and everything. But I forgot they do have stuff like that on bosses where it's like match their color. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. Yeah, uh, I is. liked. I like playing as Majima 2 and 0. That was fun. Um, Majima's great. Yeah, obviously. And so so I, I, at that time, I was sort of like, you know, I don't really care about the combat at all. Like, I, I'm perfectly happy. The combat is just whatever. It just gets me th- to the next fun part of the game. And the combat's just kind of like an entertaining diversion to what's also happening in the game. Yeah, right? it's functional and it's fine. It's fun to do. Like, it's nice to get like a fun heat move here and there. Yeah, or like but see like... something silly happen. But, but dude, it doesn't like really sell the game. Everything else about it sells the game. Now, now playing Kiwami, I'm actually having fun. Kiwami too. Kiwami too. Excuse me. I I love the I love the fighting in this. I like not having to worry about changing stances. I like mm-hmm. just kind of having the one stance and everything's there. And I I think it's I think it's way better. I I I uh, I like this fighting system a lot. So I can understand why. There would have been a couple people or like, you know, a handful of people that were like, wait, why is like a dragon going to be an RPG? 
right because right. this i think this fighting style is awesome i would happily play more of this um yeah no it's a lot of fun um so that's too bad and on the one hand it's a lot of fun and it's it's interesting to me for a lot of people and for a lot of people who actually started with zero or kiwami which is like i always tell i always tell everyone like start with zero kiwami yeah. if you want to but probably zero I think, yeah, so my, in hindsight, I started with Kiwami just because that's what I, I got for free, right? I think I right, mentioned right. that before. And so, and then played Zero. I, I definitely wish I had, in in some ways, I really wish I had played Zero first just because the the impact of the story would be so much more intense. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what happens. When you're playing Zero after having played Kiwami, you're basically looking at everyone and being like, okay, I know you're you're not going to die. You're going to, you know, become this. Yeah, it does. Happen. Yeah, yeah. It changes that a lot. You look um, at the the three lieutenants in Zero, uh, uh, Kuze, Shibasawa, and, and Awano, and it's like you don't show up again ever. Yeah, like, so something has to happen. Yeah, like you, like you are, you are not going to be like major players later on. Yes, yeah, and then you see, well, uh, even... you, you see, uh, like Sohei Dojima. Yeah, who like actually shows up quite a bit in Zero. And is a relatively major player, and it's like, oh, you're just you're like, you're fucked. you're in, you're kind of you're, you're the catalyst for this whole series. <laughs> yeah, you are <laughs> like you're a character in Zero, but in Kiwami, you are a MacGuffin to kick off the story. Yeah, you're 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 just there to set the entire series in motion. <laughs> yeah, and not even so. It was you, kind of fun corpse. to see him. Yeah, right. yeah. So he was sort of fun to see. Um, and same with, uh, what's his name? Who's the shoot? I'm blanking on his name. Who was the, the, he, he became the chairman and he was the third chairman. And then, uh, Oh, Sarah. So, yes. Yeah. 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 Masada Sarah. So he was, he's cool, but you saw him and you're like, well, nothing can actually happen. So this super dramatic scene that's taking place right now is meaningless. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Unless it's, it's a robot. <laughs> it's it's weird how that happens a lot. Yeah. Where like you're playing a game like so minor spoilers, like every single game in this franchise is going to is going to give you a scene where it's like Kiryu, Kiryu might, might die. die. Yeah, Kiryu yeah. might be dying right now and you're like there's five more games. He, he's there's <laughs> there's six or well seven yakuza games starring kiryu and and pals and uh there's like a dragon which he may or may not be in <laughs> mm-hmm. right <laughs> so um, like they, they sort of have the the main characters in the games and as far as i can tell seem to have extreme plot armor it's, it's sort of like when game yes. of thrones was happening and everybody's like nobody's safe nobody's safe and i was like well actually at, after season three, you know exactly who's safe because they're who sell the show. So right, th- these six right. people, no matter how much you think they might have a chance of dying, have absolutely zero chance of dying until the last season. A lot of, like, I- I've noticed that in a lot of series, Attack on Titan does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, early yes. on, they throw you a bunch of characters and then cut that cast down by half. Yeah. But, like, like it, seems, nobody's it, safe. it feels like everybody's in mortal peril. But yeah. it's just that they have not they have not refined a core cast yet. Right. But eventually there is a core cast and they will not get rid of members of that core cast easily. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be a super serious moment. Right. It's not going to just be some throwaway scene where like 
a ton of people die suddenly and you're like what the hell right uh, so yeah so i imagine that's kind of true in yakuza especially because all of the main characters are written in a way that they're 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 larger than life, right? It's sort of like a, a Dragon Ball Stitch scenario mm-hmm. where it's, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, you can kill this person, but they're not actually dead. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> like, Vegeta can blow himself up multiple times to not kill a boss, and then he'll be back. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> there is, like, w- without saying too much, there is a character that <laughs> dies very early on. In the, like, in the Yakuza canon, like, within the first half of the series, that shows up in Like a Dragon, with that, like, (laughs) just in a random place, and, like, if you do the right side story, he's like, oh, yeah, I just, I just survived that. Yeah, you saw my parachute. And it's like, no, you didn't! (laughs) You didn't! What do you mean? What do you mean? There was totally a parachute. They're fine. So, yeah. I want to say... The, the 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 best part of the like a dragon engine and the reason mm-hmm. why I, I really fell in love with the fighting actually is i love like running into a building and mm-hmm. doing a heat move yeah just like randomly while fighting people like yeah you can just walk in and out of buildings that's yes. that was such a mind-blowing moment for me i was like oh and and dude did the you the convenience ever... stores especially I was about to say, did you see the convenience store one of course i saw that that's like my favorite one <laughs> Heat this one up. Holy shit. <laughs> Be so an accomplice cool. to this totally not murder. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's we, we, <laughs> that's just the, everyone knows it's a joke and it's just part of it, right? Like the whole I don't believe in murder thing when clearly he very, very, very adamantly believes in murdering anything that gets in his way. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it is, it is a joke at this point. Like, Every other finishing move that he does is like somewhere between likely to definitely fatal. <laughs> but most likely and 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 usually uh leaning towards absolutely without a doubt fatal. Like yes. the time where he, you know, just takes a random knife, sticks, uh, shoves it into someone's stomach and then kicks it through them. Yes. <laughs> that person's dead. Yeah. There's, there's usually no like Usually after just like it's shove it into his gut and then just like work it around a bit, twist it up some. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like how in like a dragon, it's all in, it's all in, um, uh, Ichibana's, is that his name? Ichiban. Ichiban. His head. Like, cause he's like imagining that you're fighting like a, like a, you're like an RPG and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. you can get some really hilarious, like crazy stuff that's happening. Like there's that one where the dude, uh, I think, I think you, you had one where like, they they like ground him on like a, a like a big metal spike thing or something like that. Like they they put his whole body on it. It's supposed to be one of those spike things that you lie down on it where you bounce completely or something yeah. like that, so you yeah. don't get hurt. Um, and 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 it's like oh wow that's crazy. That's all in his head. And then you then you you see some of these heat moves in this game. And you're like yeah well, <laughs> Kiru did this. Kiru did the same thing, and he was not imagining it. Right. No, that was real. It's it's just that like. It's real, except that, like, the the battles in Yakuza and the moves that you do happen in a different dimension. Yeah, everything, every, I mean, none of it takes place in reality. Like, you know, I, I, I just did the side quest where you, you find an old guy on the street and you're like, oh, man, I'm so sorry for bumping into you. And he's like, oh, that's no problem. Here, get, let me give you money. And then he's like, hey, let's go play Virtua Fighter. And then next scene, he's... uh. 
he he's he's hustling some dude like as you know a loan shark and then he's like oh i'm gonna go buy the entire property of this other thing and it's like all this took place in the course of 15 minutes but in in the yakuza story it was years or not years it was like days or weeks or something right 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 and and of course in the main story you're 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 supposed to be worried about someone that has a bullet in them uh and Mm -hmm. like only a few minutes were supposed to have passed so the 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 timing it's all it's all happening in some strange vacuum where none of it is right like nothing nothing in that game is connected to anything else in that game yeah the entire the entire uh the the entire story of yakuza zero Mm-hmm. is surra- like is surrounds a plot of land that everyone keeps saying is worth like a billion yen or like 10 billion yen. Yeah. And by the time you even get to like halfway into unraveling that plot, you've probably made a couple of trillion. You know, when they were talking about there's like one you've scene made a where- hundred to a thousand times whatever this is supposedly worth. Yeah. Just with doing your own side bullshit. <laughs> but I suppose I could, uh, I, I suppose since we're, uh, since we're here. Yeah. Hey, yeah, here. welcome, welcome back from, uh, welcome back from that weird cut in the conversation for no reason. Uh, this <laughs> is the retro breakdown and we had some technical difficulties, but we're back now. Yeah, we're totally we're totally back. We're um, ready to th- talk more. This is uh, another Yakuza episode because, but we're actually planning it this time. This is like this was the Yakuza episode on purpose because we've talked about it a lot in previous episodes, but now yeah. you're actually playing them. And this week's episode is about the old Sega arcade games in Yakuza Zero, so it actually it's thematically appropriate this week. Yeah, yeah, because we 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 went we went deep into Yakuza when I finished Zero or Kiwami like three months ago or whatever, and then uh, yeah, and I, I think now, I actually split that off as its own episode. Yeah, yeah, we, that's what we ended up doing. Yep, that was one of the first pod. I think that was the first podcast where I was like, "Hey, let's not talk about an old game." Whoops, it was like, "Oops, Yakuza" or something. Yeah, yeah, because um, we go on about it for like the length of an entire podcast, and I, and then I was just like. Yeah, you know what? This will just work just like this. This let's just like ha- have this be its own thing. Mm-hmm. And we both happen to really like Yakuza a lot, so <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I like it it's, a bunch. I think it's my. F- it might be my favorite series. Like it's right up there with Metal Gear Solid. I'm. I'm. Oh wow, I'm you're like with this game. That is that's high praise for you only being two and a half games into it. True. I guess it's not fair to say because maybe the next three are going to be a obnoxious garbage i don't know they're um, not bad but you you'll feel a step back but what will sit what will pull you through it is that um by the time you get to three which is where things start to like you start to feel the age because those games haven't been like modernized the way that yeah. the kiwami games have um you'll feel it you'll feel it's a lot more stiff uh, the side stories don't have as much charm to them, mm-hmm. but at that point you will be connected to the characters and the overarching story. And so the curiosity of wanting to see what's happening to everyone and where everything is going and what the hell is happening to Kiryu. 
Yes. That, so I'm wondering if when I get to those, so, so, so I played Kiwami and wanted to do everything and I did most everything in the game and then zero, same thing. And Kiwami too, I'm super hyped to play more. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I, mm-hmm. we just, the GC and I just started, you know, a day ago or so, and we've played it for like <laughs> 12 hours or something insane. Um, because Kiwami we, 2, was... Kiwami 2 is fantastic and probably has the best defined villain. Well, and I, I love the battle system in it. I love, I like, I like the game a lot. So I'm excited to play this. I'm wondering if when I get to three, if three, four and five are sort of the games where I don't care as much about the, the, the side content and probably. just kind of rush through the main story and when i say rush through i don't literally mean rush through i just mean kind of go through it faster where i may not do the side because usually i play well the last i guess it's weird to say usually i've only played two but when i've played them i tend to do everything i possibly can whenever getting to a new chapter mm-hmm. in terms of sub stories and yes things. same I, I stay away from the a lot of the mini games unless they're required just because i have no interest in there's, I don't really care about playing gambling or pool or whatever. Yeah, there's there's the mini games that are there to be there, and then there's the mini games that are there as part of the like as part of a larger thing. Yeah, right. Like there's mini games that are stories, mm-hmm. and then there's mini games that are just there all the time, like the batting cages. Yeah. And there's a big difference between doing one and do like you know what I can play blackjack like basically anywhere i don't need to spend three hours playing blackjack in yakuza to get completion points yeah yeah it's you know speaking of completion points i'm I'm on the fence about how i like kiwami 2's experience system at first i loved it i actually thought it was really awesome and then i quickly realized because i i'm i'm doing it in oh because it's got a, like the five categories of xp right yeah so it's it's kind of cool but it's sort of just ambiguous what gives you what things like it's it's arbitrary yeah and and i was a little disappointed disappointed is maybe not the right word i was just sort of annoyed because i'm trying to of course i like to min max when i play games that's just sure. how i do things so the first thing i did was look at everything i looked at the the life skills and realized oh these are what you need to level up first if you want to yep. if you want to go super like hard in terms of content you might mm-hmm. as well level mm-hmm. these up first because that's how you get the most experience to then unlock everything else right yes yes and you need a ton of the the middle one, I think it's a hard icon. I have no idea what that means, but it's the gold one in the middle. You need the most of that, but everything sort of needs that, even in the other categories too. So it's like, why, why separate into five different categories? Just make it some sort of lump sum. Like I, I, I appreciated how they had you just using money in the la- in zero, which was way too abusable. So I understand why mm-hmm. you may not do that again. But mm-hmm. just a standard experience system, or having two or three categories that you can then say, oh, do this thing to get this, and that's fine. Like I would have been okay with that. Um, Overall, I still like it. I don't, it doesn't ruin the game for me by any stretch. It's just kind of an, it's just odd. It, Um, like many things in Yakuza consistently, is very poorly balanced. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's actually all it is. It's just that it's poorly balanced. It's not bad. And it's poorly balanced and eventually, like, there's no real counterbalance for you figuring it out. Mm hmm. Like with that and with everything, everything, every mini game has this, every, um, every leveling system has this, every, uh, like money making opportunity has this. When you figure it out and when you put the time and the effort into it to actually like min max it and to, and to get it to a point where it's working, Mm -hmm. it just breaks. 
Yeah, so it will just we, give you infinite everything forever. Yeah, so th- and then we, we, eventually you'll hit a point where you have too much and it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the cabaret club right now, and it's it's just it's silly. We have like ten million yen. Yep. at you know the chapter four, which ten to put that into perspective, I believe there's an achievement for getting ten million, like ten million yen in in, in Yakuza uh, Kiwami two because it's not supposed to be like. That's not supposed to be something you do in the first six hours of playing the game. Or, well, I guess it's, I said 12 hours. So I guess the first 12 hours of playing the game. <laughs> uh, and we haven't even really, we, we've only done the first round of cabaret. So if we finish the cabaret missions, you're going to have like 100 million yen, like, which breaks the game open because I think the most expensive things in the game are like 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are like the cheaty, the cheat items. Cause I, I, I did yeah, end up looking at something that said there's cheat items and I was curious what those were. And it was just like weapons with infinite durability. And I think yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. cost 10. I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't look up how to get them. Cause that seems kind of silly. It's sort of the fun of the game is to just explore and find stuff. Uh, yeah. Eventually once you, once you've gotten through it and you're just looking for like what's in the rest of the game, then, then you can be like, Hey, how do I get this thing? But hmm, yeah, yeah, or or you're still in game, chapter four, so like, well, and this game was cool because I love that the first life skill was side side story, sub story finder, and then you just have the <laughs> you have the dragon of Dojima senses, so you're just like you 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 can see enemies on the map right away, like you don't need usually those are things you have to find and then you equip, and then it's sort yes. of dumb because then you just never equip unequip them anyway, so why right. have them in the first place? And I love that they just gave it to you and were like, yeah, we we know this is kind of dumb before, so here just have it all now. I, I thought that was so cool. Inventory um, is something that is like you can see them doing better with as the uh, as you, the you can see on. them doing better with with like the problems that that game has with inventory as the games yeah. go on. That's because, that will like, make going backwards hard too. Yes, it will make going backwards <laughs> hard. Cause guess what? In three, I, I think yeah. it's in three in one of the older games. Uh, you have, you have your, you know how in zero you had just your 20 inventory slots, right? Yeah. And all the random crap that you pick up off the tree, off the street goes into those inventory slots. And then it's like, Oh, you don't have any more room because you only have these few slots, so go find a payphone and drop everything off into your item box, which you will yes. never look at again. Mm-hmm. So guess what? What one one affordance of Yakuza Zero is that your weapons and armor go into a different inventory. Oh no, they're all they sh- they share an inventory space. The, you they share an inventory space, and the things that you have equipped take up oh, one of no. your 20 nope. inventory slots. I don't, I'm not hearing that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So that's cool. No, that's not cool. <laughs> that is decidedly not cool. One thing that I think is hilarious, uh, there's always an item box in all of the Yakuza games. Yeah. Um, and Because there's almost always limited inventory. Right. Um, in Like a Dragon, you have unlimited inventory. Yeah, it's an RPG. But they now still give you an item box, and it's like, why do I need an item box? <laughs> why would I send things? Out? The only reason I would ever send things out of my inventory is if I don't have I, space to hold it. Yeah, well, I guess maybe if you wanted to like sort your items out. But I mean, I can do that anyways, right? But I, yeah, but I mean, like, if the game's turn based, it's not like I have to be able to menu quickly. 
So True. like yeah, I can just <laughs> hold everything all the time and feel really good about it cuz who doesn't like I love looking at my inventory of stuff. <laughs> and yeah, and just being able to like, hey, I've got, you know, 700 healing items should I need them. Yeah, I better not use them on this boss fight that I'm close to losing. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, Man, I did might you need them next time? So when I actually booted up Yakuza 6, yes, to uh to play this week's podcast games. Did yes. you see me go afterwards to fight like the post game boss? Yeah, yeah, I watched a bit of it. It seemed very silly. It's oh boy. It's bad. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um because I love Yakuza a lot. I really do. Uh, but the the content, um, when, if you're trying to 100% the game, they, they definitely just do some stupid stuff. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, not fun, stupid decisions, in my opinion, as opposed to, it's just, yeah, whatever. Like, they're doing this because they feel like it needs to be hard or something. Or I, I don't know exactly what the reasoning is behind it. It doesn't feel like it. it's a good choice. So it doesn't surprise me that the secret bosses are stupid. Because I've never fought... Um, the, the secret boss. I always get tired of the game by that point. I just never like when I hit credits, like for me with almost any game hitting credits is like, okay, put that back on the shelf. We're done. Yeah. Like it's I cool. have, I have like so little motivation to continue playing a game after I've hit like a, like I hit that point and I'm like, I have closure now. That's good. I I'm happy with that. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to play anymore. I want to play. I want to play the next thing, which is funny because I've been like really feeling a strong pull to play Sekiro again. Oh my god, we're we're so never gonna like, play. Uh, or you're never gonna play some of those games that you have saved up. I know channel. it's, yeah, it's, it's so it like I'm so frustrated with myself. Cause it's like, I finally, I finished like a dragon. I finished age of calamity. I completely cleared off the list of like long plays that I was working on. It's like, Oh man, the world is my oyster. I can play anything I want. I've got all these exciting games that I've been wanting to get to. Let's boot up some stuff. I've never, I've, I've played before and play just play them again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else would you do now? Cross code, which I started playing last week. Yes. Yes. Uh, Crosscode, I don't feel that bad about because first of all, pass. that game is that game is awesome. Yeah, that is one of my favorite games to come out in the last decade. Yeah, that's what you've said. Yeah, um, and it has DLC. It has it has actual like story epilogue yeah. DLC. Oh, because so you have to beat the game again to get to it, or can you? No, you don't have to. Okay, okay. But I did because <laughs> you love it. Well. It's been two years since I beat it, and the game ends on... It gives you closure, but it also gives you, like, a a pseudo cliffhanger. Mm, And gives you a sort of, like... And now here's this thing, like... Here's a thing that's left unresolved that will be resolved later. Right? Sure. So they... Okay, so they knew they were doing DLC before the DLC. Yeah, this is, like, kind of the... This is sort of the epilogue. Right, right, right. To but the, I mean, it was an intended story. epilogue, which is different than sometimes yeah. they do that, but they, but, but it wasn't necessarily intended originally, right? Like, 
So this was this was something they had they had in the pipeline from the it's get-go, like, it sounds like. It's kind of like the, you resolve the main story at the end of Crosscode, but then there's a lingering there's a lingering story of like what happens to character. Sure. And this and and like this DLC establishes what happens to character. Okay, that seems really important. It is. If you, it's if extremely you important. Yeah, like if you love this world, this sounds like something you absolutely need to need to experience. Right. So like it's not just like and here's a here's a little extra throwaway adventure. It's like it's it's the actual like necessary epilogue to the story. Mm-hmm. But I beat that game like over two years ago. Wow, a really lot of the long? finer points of the yeah it came out in 2018. That I remember you playing. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it's been a long time. I have forgotten a lot of the finer points of the story. Yeah, of course. And so I was like, I really want, I'm going to play this epilogue. I had it specifically requested. Oh, wow. Okay. But so this is something you have to do. Basically. You're required yeah. to play through. That's how you can, that's, you know. <laughs> I you, like, you it, the request that. was not to play through the entire game again. That's just a decision that I made on my own. <laughs> because I don't want to go into that epilogue not remembering who half the characters were or where we left off. Okay, sure. I want to go in and be fresh on like, okay, I just went through this and I know exactly what's happening. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I, it felt like also new game plus actually has some like unique dialogue stuff. Oh, I love that. So they, Um, Oh man, that's cool. And it has a really cool new game plus, um, system where you can actually like, so based on the amount of stuff that you like, sort of the in game achievements. Yes. That you accomplish on your first playthrough. Yes, you actually it actually corresponds to a certain number of points, which you can use on modifiers and and uh, which aspects of your game you can carry over to your new game plus. That's cool. They kind of had something like that with the Tales games, right? When they when they do that stuff, the Tales games like to they don't it's not quite the same way, but they give you uh, points like I think they're called grade points, if I remember. Mm, yeah. And then you can use those to buy upgrades for new game plus. Like yeah, it's kind over. of the same. It's like, so I had like 7,000 and something uh, trophies mm-hmm. from my from my first playthrough. And it's like, okay, um, if you want to carry over your level from uh, from your previous game, that's like 500 points. If you want to carry over your consumable inventory, that's 500 points. If you want to carry over your weapons and armor, that's 500 points. And then there's like, do you want to like give yourself an XP boost or a drop rate boost? That's like a thousand points. Oh, yeah. Do you so want that, That's almost exactly like that's that's almost exactly like a, uh, like the Tales games. Then in terms of okay. in terms yeah. of how it works, in terms of like you can you can buff certain aspects of your next playthrough using right. using the 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 currency or whatever it is that you attained in the previous playthrough, which I think is it's a really nice way to incentivize. Yeah. Uh, once, you, especially once, if you're st- going into the game now, it could be really cool. Um, if you you wanted to plan ahead for your your inevitable next game, I mean, mm-hmm. if 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 it was your first time through, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you know you're going to play through it again because you want to be able to experience new game plus, then you can kind of play around that and stuff. That's I yeah. Like that. So like, there's so some of the stuff that I've run into already is like it, it's mostly the same game, but there's a couple of there's a couple of like little bits where. Um, so I made the choice to, I saw you carry your, 
you had to match your levels. I saw that and I was like, oh, that seems like it's going to make the game super hard. <laughs> yeah, it did. Because the thing is, like, I I carried over or I did the XP boost because I was like, oh, I'll get I'll level up super fast and that'll be fun. Yeah. But then they match. But your then level I didn't. Like, oh. I didn't carry my inventory. <laughs> so I was I you was start over? like I, I carried over some things like I carried over some of my like collectible stuff. Yeah. But not my, but not my equipment. So I was basically like, by, I'm sitting here at level thirty, fighting, um, <laughs> fighting enemies like rando level like first area enemies that are level thirty with level one weapons. Yeah, exactly. And so like just sitting them, like, here wailing on stuff. it, doing doing like little pips of damage. You you basically did the hardest mode possible. I mean, the only thing that would have made it harder is if I, well, no, actually. Yeah. I don't think, I think that's gotta be the, I mean, unless there's a setting that's like, they level up faster than you or something. Or like, right. <laughs> even if I had taken, yeah. Even if I had taken off the, the leveling boost, that actually would have been easier. Yeah. It would have been way easier. So yeah, I actually did like a super, ch well, I mean, there's stuff where it's like, you can just give it a, an enemy damage multiplier. Yeah, I was gonna there's say also, sure there's... there's also a mode you can activate called prepare to high. <laughs> and that's literally just everything one hit kills you. Okay. That my my favorite version of that was in I didn't play it myself, but it was in um one of the Devil May Cries where there's like heaven and heaven mode where it's everybody oh, yeah. is like everybody takes one hit of damage or something like that, but then there's mm -hmm. heaven and hell mode where you take one hit and yeah. the enemies have normal life bars. And I remember thinking, holy crap, now that's now that's a challenge right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like so New Game Plus is really fun. Um, and and the stuff you carry over gets you like unique scenes and like unique dialogue. Oh, wow. OK. Um, so like deal. one of the first things you run into is um, there is a one of the first characters you run into, like the game starts with you having a. Uh, you have to fight this boss and it's basically like a tutorial boss mm -hmm. and it's before you, the game generally consists of you like sort of, it's sort of a dot hack thing where you're kind of like working your way through like an MMO world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they send you in. It's like, you're not really like a real player, but we're going to send you into like the tutorial tutorial area. And for plot reasons, you have to just like play through the game do your best yeah okay just like play through the game for now we're doing some other stuff in the background but like you need to like get to this area and the only way to get through that area without being like found out by the administrators is just to play the game legit okay so like you're gonna just go through the game but before they drop you into the actual game world you fight a uh you fight like a tutorial boss and the mm -hmm. tutorial boss levels you up Okay. Right. Like one time just to give you that experience of, oh, this is what leveling is like. And that, but then they drop you into the tutorial area and the tutorial area has like the same stuff for everybody. Yeah. So there is a, there is a player. There's another player who walks up to you in the tutorial area and is like, excuse me, why the hell are you one level higher? Like everyone who goes, like everyone who goes through the tutorial area ends at like level three or whatever. Sure. You're a level higher. There, there's no way you can you must be cheating right like i'm gonna report you to a mod you can't you physically can't be like level four or whatever 
at this point in the game. <laughs> that like sounds you, fun, actually. I like this. Yeah. Because it's like, he's right. You're actually from outside the game, technically, and you got to level up from, like, a fight that wasn't part of that tutorial because you're, mm-hmm. you know, because you're kind of not legit. Right. So, like, he's not wrong. Like, you, you shouldn't be level four. And he's like, this is, you know... But he's kind of like, he's kind of being that guy about it. Of course. Or he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to rules lawyer you now. <laughs> and one of his friends comes up and is like, hey, don't worry about him. He's not a mod, but he likes to pretend he is. <laughs> but there's an alternate version of that scene if you carry your level over. Because normally it's like, oh, you're one level higher than everyone else. Oh, and right. Ev- yeah, of course. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? And he's like, but no, but like you can't. His whole thing like, is you can't sense. be a level higher unless you're cheating. Right. Like you like it's physically impossible. So like it's not a it's not a question of like it's not a question of it not being that big a deal. I agree that one level isn't that big a deal. The question is it's how are you doing happening. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, whatever. It's one level. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but like you go through but then you go through and you're level 75. Right. Right. And everyone else is level three. And he is so much more upset about it. He is like, how do you people not see that this is a problem? She is level 75. Like. What is wrong oh, with you? I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So just there's just like little bits like that. Where you get like either different versions of a scene or like there was a, uh, you know, there's a scene where like one of your one of your um, friends is trying to explain inventory. And it's like, oh, shit, how do you have all this stuff already? <laughs> you only picked up like two things. You have like a full inventory. How did that happen? <laughs> That's fun that they kind of just play with the idea a bit. Yeah, that that game has like so much love in it. It's just. Did you like, so did you reset then or or did you keep the super hard way? I reset. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and I reset and what I decided to do is I decided to do a um I think that was the right choice. I decided to keep the XP buffs but not have the enemies match. Yeah, just just have just like have a chill playthrough, man. <laughs> so eventually I am going to just outpace everything and be like yeah, super be just, high level. You'll beast mode the whole thing at some point. But at the same time, like my equipment isn't going to be like crazy strong from the start. So. So you'll still have a little. There'll be like it's one of those things where you'll have a little challenge in the beginning and then it's going to get easier and easier and easier. Probably. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with that. Okay. Like I've done all this before. I don't need it to be, you know, I know I that part of you that's like, but easy mode. <laughs> I know. But like ultimately the goal it. of all of this is just to get to the DLC. So. That's what I was going to say is that that's the the real point here is not to 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 flex on the game. It's, right. It's it's to actually just enjoy the new content because that's what you want to see. I have also heard that the the skill scaling, so to speak, in the DLC is like the DLC is harder than the main game. Ah, like it, okay, ex- it expects you to walk into it with the skill cap that you, you know, that you bring in from finishing the game. So yeah. actually playing through it again and knocking the rust off is a re- is a very good idea. Oh, cool. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. And I also have confirmation that when I do actually go in to the DLC, I can just do that from my um, 
I can do that from my regular playthrough. So if oh, I oh okay so so can, I don't, don't even I don't I'm not even risking like oh whoops I might go into the DLC at level 100 and steamroll everything. Right, right. I can just literally walk in from my clear data. I like that. So so yeah so we're just having a we're just having a chill crosscode playthrough. Um, you're streaming that now. I mean, like this week, right? Yeah, well, this, week this week is basically is, like, going to, to say, I guess. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> this week you don't know a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, this week is uh, this week and for the coming weeks until basically both are finished is going to be a whole lot of La Mulana and Crosscode. Ah, yes. La Mulana. That game's awesome. There's, there's a treasure. That game I do is, say so myself. That game is incredible. And not like anything that I've played before. It seems, it seems like it's hard, but it seems like it's the right amount of hard. It the g- gameplay wise, it's fine. No, no, gameplay, no, no. I don't mean gameplay like, wise. I mean, I mean the fun. I mean the puzzles. The the thing yeah. that's actually supposed to be what's like hard. Well, like, the thing is, like, if you went into it thinking that it, you were gonna just solve video game puzzles, yes, then it would be frustrating. Be yeah, it would be it would be frustrating, and you would probably just stop playing. I think that's what happened based on what I'm seeing. Cause you went into it like, okay, I've got my, well, you had a single piece of paper, which then upgraded to uh, a book, an entire and notebook. You, so like once, once, once you realize that you're playing a game, that's not like other games, then, then it sort of opens up the, 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 the play, the, the enjoyment of it in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to, you're not worried anymore that, oh, this is just going to be kind of like Metroid where you, you sort of bumble around and you look for stuff and then you find the thing and then you move on. Right. Where this is like, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to, write a book about (laughs) every single puzzle I'm getting. The thing is like, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot. And Metroid is like actually a good example, especially like, do you ever play Metroid prime and try to get like 100% of all the lore scans and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if, imagine if you were playing Metroid prime and Mm -hmm. you wanted to get a hundred percent of the lore scans. Yes. But then actually getting 100% of the lore scans and then learning them and understanding it is how you solve the puzzle is actually how you win the game. Right. Yeah. It is the first game that I have ever played. And I'm not going to say it's the only one because I'm sure that someone else has tried to pull off, uh, you know, has tried to pull off a, a thing like this. But it, this is the first game that I've ever seen where learning the lore is what the video game is. Yes. No, that's that's very un I don't think that's I've never played anything like it. You you have to go into the game expecting it to be a slow burn in terms of puzzles, right? Like yes. cuz usually usually puzzles are um the the exciting part of the puzzle is to just sort of try new stuff out and then go for and then see where that gets you. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you're going to be able to beat a video game with that logic. But yeah. La Mulana is not that. It's La Mulana is like, "Hey, you you cannot sure you may be able to get through maybe even 50% of the game just by trying random stuff but there's yeah, going probably. to be a point where where it's like this isn't going to work anymore man you really need to know what you're doing yeah the, like this is this is obscure and you have to carry out a number of very very specific steps to make yeah. this work mhm and the only way that you would know to do that is if you just learned did you right. learn Okay, if you didn't learn, then you're not, you don't win. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of middle ground here. <laughs> right, right, right. So it is, 
it is it is very special and it like it is something that um yeah like my enjoyment of it is tied to having people sort of brief me on it before starting and saying like you have to go into this game with this mindset like take notes every piece of information is important yeah it may seem like it's not but like everything that everyone says everything you read there is like almost no superfluous information in this game Mm -hmm. and going in with that going in with that mindset going in like paying full attention to every single thing in the game Mm -hmm. not treating anything as throwaway overthinking everything that overthinking everything that i've read everything that i read like trying to apply like metaphors to everything <laughs> and it's like do they mean do they mean this when they say that that the game rewards this right the game yeah, like it really wants you to pro like it really wants you to think about everything you're doing you really cannot overthink it like you're supposed to it wants you to yeah that's cool and that's that's very especially because like there is a ton of information and it does not save any of it in like a compendium or anything, which yeah, is why it's... the note taking is important. Like you have a, there is a thing. There's a function that you have in the game where you can like save um, some of the notes that you find mm-hmm. some of the, it's like some of the, the, the tablets you read and stuff. Um, it's when you first, first of all, you don't start the game with it. It's something you it's a it's an ability you have to unlock when you first <laughs> unlock it. You can save 10 bits of text. 10. Wow. 10. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because I'm that's I remember your first playthrough. You're like, I wish I could read these these <laughs> uh, these tablets and stuff. Right. Yeah. And then you bought it at a shop or something. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, okay. oh, cool. Now I can save it without writing it down. And then it's like, oh, there's 10 slots. <laughs> I'm Okay. I've been through five rooms. Those are now full. (laughs) This is not going to work. And then eventually you can expand it. And now it can save 20. But I currently have about 150 written down in my notebook. So that's still not good enough. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like it's it's the kind of game where um, you 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 cannot you it's it's a very unique experience. Like it's not a, it's not a game like you've ever played before. And, and, and mm-hmm. if you don't want that, you're not going to have fun. Right. Like if, if you don't, if you're not ready to play the game the way it wants you to play it, right. You're not yeah. Gonna have fun. There is no brute forcing this experience. La Mulana which, which is, is a game that could not possibly give less of a shit. If you ever finish it. Right. Right. That's, that's, it's almost the point. <laughs> like it actively wants you to stop. And you have to you have to be defiant and and insistent upon not stopping. Right. Yeah. It's, you it's, you it's, have to go in with the mindset of like, screw you game. You're not going to beat me. Right. And I think that's that's that seems like it's the that's that's the point. Right. Like, I mean, that that is that's sort of the joy of it. And and it, and it has to feel good when you're solving some of these puzzles and you get it. Oh, boy, does it. Even if it's somewhat by accident, like like the dancing man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that one was weird. Um there was one that you were actually watching when I was kind of like wandering through that labyrinth and you were like, yep. is there a place you can go down? Yes, yep. And the answer was yes, but like not really in the way that you 
I, it was kind of the way you said it was different than like, it, it was different than the way that you referenced. Cause you were like, Oh, the solution to one of these puzzles was that you go neither left nor right. Yeah. You go down or something. you go down, but it's like, you have to find a thing on the wall. Ah, uh, okay. that's like, it's yeah. like a switch on the wall. And then it like opens up an invisible path downwards. And I like, it, it's not completely invisible. You can kind of like see dust moving from like where, where there's like a block moving aside, but it still doesn't actually sure. show. It just kind of shows you like, Hey, there's something happening down here. Go check it out. Right. And then you just kind of fall through the floor. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause I, the, my, my first thought when, when you were first doing things uh, before that, I was like, Oh man, I wonder if it has to do with those blue lights. Cause there was one blue light yep. that didn't blink at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that, that seems weird. But I, and I started to say something, but then I was like, Oh yeah, I, I, I forgot. I'm not supposed to like share my thought process because it's kind of like, that's sort of the fun of the game is is trying to just go through it on your own. There's, um, yeah, there's been a couple of instances where people who also didn't know what was going on, like just kind of thought out loud. Yeah. And what they said wasn't really the answer, but it did like sort of string together some thoughts for me. And I was like, let me try this now. Right. And then it, that it ended no, up it definitely ruins the it's 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 not the same experience anymore at all. It's it's not as bad as someone actually actively giving you a hint. Oh, no, 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 no. But it, it's still, it's still, uh, it might spark an idea, right? It still changes. It's, it's, it's impossible to, <laughs> it's impossible to say that it, it didn't impact the way you think because, sure. right? Like it happened mm -hmm. and it definitely changed something, whatever that something is, even if it wasn't the exact answer. So if you want it to be like an experience that's totally pure, you can't have anybody saying anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically, yeah. But that's and honestly, the kind of game like it it's it's really credit, weird. Like <laughs> credit to the La Mulana community, dude. I am so impressed that they know. Every, like almost every single person that comes into the game that's that that has played La Mulana, nobody says anything. Like, like they're so good. They all and followed. It, yeah, it's. It, I was. I was. I was really shocked because like, man, someone's gonna come in and say something. Like I. I, I always. You know, you always expect the worst out of the internet. You really yeah. do. And. <laughs> if anything they've only created a better environment for you while playing yeah. the game most it's, it's most so definitely cool. most definitely because they they basically keep their mouths shut while i am trying to figure something out and then mm -hmm. when i figure something out they just celebrate it they're like right. yay you did it <laughs> and it just feels good yeah it's I, I really I, I have I've enjoyed them being a part of the stream a lot. It's been fantastic. I'm looking forward to playing more tonight, actually. Oh, it's tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. I, if that's let's 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 get to the meat of this thing, then let's wrap this up. <laughs> get to Mulana. Start early. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually if I have time, although I've only got like four hours before I have to start anyway. So, yeah, I mean, by the time we're done. It, it will be pretty close if, if you want to like, you know, have a snack or something in between this. I mean, I, I might. We'll see. We'll see. I made I made brownies yesterday, but I already ate them all. What? <laughs> well, that's what making more is for. It's true. We did buy new stuff for it. All right. We got four. Uh, we got four games to uh, we got four retro breakdown games to cover. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on uh, on any single one of them because they're all arcade games and we didn't play them like exhaustively or anything, but yeah, I, I am actually, 
pretty excited to talk about all of them, actually. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have more to say about them than I thought I would. So yeah, we I, I, did. Did we did we mention these are the arcade games from from Yakuza? I, I think we did at the very beginning. Okay, yeah, I don't. Remember, we are uh, we're after this word from our sponsors. We will mm-hmm. be um, we will be talking about. Do you have a particular order you want to go through? What we can, right. you know, what we'll do in the order you played it. So, like, maybe Outruns first. Outrun, Space Harrier, Super, Super Hang On, and yep. Fantasy Zone. Yeah. Get ready. After after this, we we just we just want to watch streaming more of 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 uh of La Mulana. I've been thinking about it all weekend. Like, I just want to I just want to play more of it. It just feels good. Well, um, would, but would instead, you want to play more Outrun. <laughs> Instead, I, I took time to play Outrun. <laughs> okay, so for, for me, Outrun, I, I, I really enjoy Outrun, not because it's a great game, just because I liked playing it as a kid in a, this crappy diner we used to go to where my... Okay, so you did... Like act- a so I feel like I feel like this is very important to start with. We yeah. played four arcade games, all of which are from the 80s, all I, of which I are played, Sega games. Yes, I have fond memories of playing two of them in the arcade, uh-huh. Two of them I had never, I had played on, you know, one of those like Sega collection that everybody owns on uh, right. on some system somewhere. You bought a Sega collection at some point and was like, why yep. did I buy this? <laughs> I have two of them now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I think we have the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We have the 361 and then I bought it on the Switch because I was, I wanted to, I needed to play Star when I was at my. Uh, right, right, right. At my mom's one weekend or something like that. And I, I bought remember. it on Steam. But it's the same collection. Yeah, I think the Steam version actually has one or two extra games. Like, I don't think the Echo games are on the Nintendo version of the collection for for reasons. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right. But uh, sure. But yes, we 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 own the same. Uh, we basically own the the same collection twice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which is fine. Oh, yeah, no, it's totally fine. I mean, the, 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 the games are fun, but yeah, so I, I played two of the, I played two of these as a kid in an actual like arcade setting The I played, um, outrun and, uh, super hang on. And then okay. I played space Harrier and fantasy zone once or twice at some point in my life. I don't remember why. I believe I have played all of these games at least once in some context, but I mm-hmm. don't think I have played any of them in the arcade. Okay. Okay. I may I th- have played Super Hang On because the idea of like an actual like the idea of having the actual like motorcycle seat thing seems familiar to me, but like I wouldn't have played it like consistently. Sure. And 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 these games are so Out, Outrun came out in 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 86. So it was when I was born Outrun came out and I remember playing it when I was like somewhere between the ages of 3 and 7. Anytime we'd go to this um, little little like crappy diner place, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember playing it pretty much every time we went, and that was that was the 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 fun. So playing it on Yakuza, it was like, oh man, this is cool. This brings back fun memories of 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 doing this as a kid. Um, it it I I was also reminded of what what it feels like to play an arcade game <laughs> now because yeah, they they especially an old arcade game now. Yes, this is this is the game that you're you're it's it's to be honest, it's actually pretty fair in terms of um, in, in some aspects. But at the same time, it's also a totally unfair 
experience because the the uh you can't even make a mistake like you you just can't. you really can't you you can you can you can bump a, you can maybe make one mistake that sort of slides you a little bit in mm-hmm. one direction or something yeah but um you anything beyond that and you've you've lost there's you're there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. it's it's actually impossible to come back and and in the arcade you could put in more money so you could keep going um so in, right. in some ways and the that's something version that, was way worse <laughs> yeah the yakuza version demands that you get good at this from the start because it's like well they're doing it as I a think, side quest in the game it's supposed to be like oh a thing for part like completion you have yeah. to get a certain amount of points so they they're, they're doing it as more of a challenge as opposed to an arcade experience right it just happens to be in the game i feel like yeah oh uh, if you know what i mean yeah it, no absolutely like there's a there is there's completion tied to getting a high score. Yes. And if you were playing Outrun in the arcade and you run out of time, you could just pop another quarter in to keep going from where you left off yeah, until no you deal. finish. Yeah. And Yakuza doesn't allow you to do that. It only allows you to pop in another credit at the title screen and then you have to start from the beginning. Right. And that's true of all of the games. Yes. Which is, it's, it's, it's. In terms of enjoyment, it sucks. In terms of why they did it in Yakuza, I get it because they're just trying. It's it's really just there as a hey, I can do this thing. It's it's not supposed to be a faithful recreation of what it was like in the arcades. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's it's a kind of a bummer because I don't. I would have rather had it have just been, uh, you know, a throwaway completion point as opposed to a uh, the way that they did it, which was you know trying to make it hard. I guess. But that's neither here nor there. That's more of a talk about Yakuza as opposed to the game. So true, you, true. you did not play. You said you didn't really play Outrun in the arcade. So no. do, you, do you remember playing it elsewhere, though? Um, like in I one of the Sega collections. I believe the first time I ever played Outrun was in Yakuza 0. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, Actually. so this is this is not you have no fond memories of this or so the reason Outrun I have really heard cool. of Outrun because I think they rebooted it. Yes, a while back and everyone a... was like oh my god new outrun they're bre- wow really they're doing like outrun yeah. 2 or something like that <laughs> yeah and it was kind of a big thing and i was like what's outrun okay but like yeah basically no connection to it whatsoever because the, the 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 joy of outrun was the the deluxe cabinets which i think were the only ones i ever saw in america which was where it was the car with the wheel and the mm-hmm. shifter stick and like, yeah it vibrated it felt like you were driving right Obviously, sure sure really. sure but it was that that sort of arcade experience that you couldn't get at home um and i don't i don't know how i would feel about outrun if i had no memories of it i feel like i would say this i would see i think i would say i'm not so sure what everybody likes of outrun <laughs> or I, did this really define well i talked whatever i talked about it when i was playing and like timeline is important here right yes like i feel like Outrun is a very standard, just kind of regular ass this is racing, just a racing game. game in an arcade. It's a racing yeah. game in an arcade, like every racing game in the arcade. Like it mm-hmm. feels like all of them. But if you... go ahead, yeah. Was it first? It was. was so it... there was there were other arcade racing games prior to Outrun, and I think the first Hang On. So there's Super Hang On, which we, 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 what is what we played, but I believe mm. there was just regular Hang On. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've, there was another racing game 
that was just a cabinet. You've probably seen them before where it's just like a screen and then there's a weight racing wheel attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's no car. There's no shifter. It's just kind of like, here's a wheel that you can use. Again, right. Cool. Because at the time, that maybe was a, like, maybe a gas pedal at the bottom that you just yes, kind of stand yes. on. So there is those kinds of games, but there's nothing. I, I think Outrun was the first experience like this where you're like, wow, I'm driving a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm driving a car in an arcade and the graphics look pretty sweet and the music's totally awesome. Yeah. So I have a I have like that was kind of what I brought myself into is like as a game playing this on a controller, this feels very average. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So like, why does it have this kind of like elevated status? What it it must have done something in the arcades that was either first or special in some way that mm-hmm. that sort of elevated it beyond just the nuts and bolts of its gameplay. Correct. Because yeah. its gameplay is fine. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing really wrong with it aside from like you know just the the arcade level demand for perfection. Sure. And that's, that's while not great, just sort of part of arcade. Yeah, right? that's like just, that's, I, you know, I expect that. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of what I found myself um, left with is like, there's nothing about it that really jumps out at me as being like above and beyond other games in its genre. So there's got to be something that's missing from the experience that I'm having. Mm hmm. Either either it has a reputation because it was, you know, kind of the first of its kind or the first really polished game of its kind. Maybe it was graphically impressive. It does look pretty good. It it was. I believe it was a lot of those things all at once. Yeah. So Because when the game came out, I think sense. it was the best selling or well, selling is kind of a weird way to put it, but it, it performed the best in our yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. year that it came out. Like it was like, oh, my God, this is this is shaking it up again. People are excited about coming to the arcade i mean obviously it's a little different times but sure of course um it's it's a it's an it's a pre street fighter 2 arcade yeah exactly it was it was one of those sort of maybe maybe not space invaders here but it was like a this is awesome i I want to play this yeah Um, yeah. no that makes sense and so i think again like i'm i'm isolated from that sort of like excited to go to the arcade type culture Mm -hmm. um Video games to me were always a thing that you did at home. And then <laughs> yeah. like the the corner arc, the corner game center in my in the Grand Traverse Mall in Traverse City. Yep. Was a, you know, that was a diversion. That was a <laughs> that was a fun that was a fun thing to go, you know. At, to go play the ticket games. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like, we went to Chuck E. Cheese like every now and again when I was a kid and it was, it was sort of like, that was, that was my main, that or like major magics or something was sort of my mm-hmm. main. I went to a, as a kid. I feel like I went to an arcade like one time in Lansing yeah. when I was a kid. And I think I spent probably like $3 and quarters on the Simpsons arcade game. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what a, what a did have a lot of fun with that, but that was like the first time I'd played a beat em up. And then I realized oh. that like, then I realized that like Final Fight existed on the that's on a, the that's SNES. a nice realization. And I was like, oh okay, I can just this is just that, but I don't have to put quarters into it. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing instead. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know it's one of those things I don't have a lot of nostalgia for arcades or arcade games. 
So mm-hmm. a lot of what I say about a lot of these games is going to be colored, I think, by that. Well, I mean, that would that makes sense. But I, I didn't dislike Outrun. Um, I was frustrated by the, you know, I, I was frustrated a bit by the lack of. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about Super Hang On because those games are very similar. But I like Super Hang On better for a couple of for a couple of reasons. Okay, yeah. But like the the level of precision that it that it demands of you, and the um honestly like the the perspective and the size of your hitbox were like (laughs) problems for me. I had a really hard time not driving into traffic. Yes. (laughs) Which, which is really bad when, when you're, you know, you're playing a racing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of one of the main things you're supposed to do. Right, right, right. Yeah. You, you want to, you want to avoid hitting other cars and, um, things like that. And I, I had a, that was super hard for me in, in, mm-hmm. when I was playing this and I was like, Jesus, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was like for me as a kid. Like, I don't know if I was, if I just didn't care or if it didn't matter because i wasn't actually trying to beat the game it was just fun because i was driving a car or whatever right like i don't have any memory of what that was like right that music's great though oh my god the the spring the spring breeze music like yeah the music you think of when you think outrun right like that's the music you think of yeah that's that's good stuff i really enjoy that and i enjoy uh actually even the other tunes are pretty chill um yeah they're all right I like there's the one that like I actually there's the one that I actually associate as being like the outrun theme because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the default. But the other two are good. There's there really aren't bad themes. No, no, no. But I, the, I, I like the, I like the, the 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 default music. That one's nice. But I mean, Tetris, that's, that's, that's... Tetris A. <laughs> yeah. and I think that's that's pretty much. I mean, that's it. It's 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 a game that's in. Without having without having nostalgia for it, it's just a sort of a generic racing game that you're kind of like, yeah, I guess I can understand why people were excited about this, but it's it's hard for you to feel it because it doesn't it doesn't hold on to it anymore. It's it's really was the arcade experience that made it special, as opposed to it being a phenomenal game. Now again, (laughs) it's it's really hard to knock it only because it was 1986. Like when you think about oh yeah, good this game for sure. It was kind of like a holy crap. This game looks insane. For, yeah, no, for, it looks fun. It looks phenomenal for the mid eighties. For the mid eighties, yeah, yeah like, no question. It, that looks like it, it, it. looks like a Genesis game. It does, yes, and and I and I want to say they made it made Sega like millions of dollars. I'm like, sure it, was, it did. It was, it, it was a huge. It was a huge boon for for them as a company, and it it led into. Um, after that, they were they you know they then they they Sega was a big deal in the arcades back in the day, right? Like yeah, the yeah. we're gonna talk about Super Hang On in a bit, and that game also did extremely. I don't think it did as well as Outrun, um, in in terms of sales, just because Outrun was kind of like the first one to really give you that deluxe experience in a right, right setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Super Hang On, I think that's aged better than probably. I guess we can yeah. Just talk about it, whatever. We don't have to yeah, if you, like I, I do think I played them in like a different order, but I think that Outrun and Super Hang On are so closely related that we can almost you know, like it almost makes sense to talk about them in the same breath. Yeah, yeah, because they are almost the same game. 
But yes, yes, they're, they're, except one's on a motorcycle, which, by the way, the arcade experience of Super Hang-On was awesome. I liked that way more as a kid because there's, you know, motorcycles are cool. Uh, well, because the, the steering aspect of it is like, it's one thing yeah, you, to turn a wheel because that's still something you're manipulate, manipulating with your hands. Yeah, but you got to lean on the bike and the bike. Yeah, leaning on the bike to turn is like, a that's pretty sick. <laughs> that's so cool. That's like, that was, I, 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 it's, you know, it's, it's the first time you do one of those just immersive sort of arcade games, right? Like, we, right. Either, you know, there's that rowing one that's actually super hard, but you play with another person and then you have to row like a psycho to, to, to guide your boat. Or there's like the snowboarding and there's skiing, like all these, all these sort of games that are, are kind of built for the arcade. And it was, this was for me, the, the. Outrun and Super Hang On really kind of captured that that racing experience, or like, because I'm not a huge fan of racing games, or I wouldn't have said I was a big fan of racing games as a kid. But right. I loved experiencing them in in the arcade because you're 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 in the vehicle. There was one that was awesome, and I never can remember the name. Oh man, it was. It used like 3D. Uh, it it was it was it was very polygonal but you could go in a like there's like a tunnel aspect to it and you could go on the ceiling and you were trying to collect things and you could shoot stuff and you sat in this pod god i wish i could think of what it was called i loved that ride or that ride that's what it felt like it felt <laughs> like a ride that's actually probably what i'm i'm thinking that's that's probably my my fond memories of is that it felt like you were on it's like a... are you talking about the gravitron <laughs> <laughs> god what was it called i played that a lot at chuck e cheese but I, but whatever, that's, that's it's not ringing a bell to me, but again, it's, you know, I mean, I'm describing it like an idiot. Cause it's, I said it's <laughs> polygons and you can go on the ceiling. Like, wow. <laughs> you mentioned a tunnel and a pod. True. True. Yeah. You were in like a, 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 some sort of vehicle where you would, uh, you, and then it was like a, you were like the screen was, it felt larger than life as, as a kid. Cause it was, yeah. it wasn't like just the screen right in front of you. It was sort of, it felt like you kind of were inside it, even though it wasn't closed. It wasn't like an enclosed space. I really like that ride, but that that's not super hang on or outrun. It just made me think about it right now. <laughs> did you ever do um like just to bring things forward like 30 years? Yeah. Uh, do you ever in Japan, do you ever do any of those like pod based um games in the arcade? I, there, I think there's one that's Star Wars and there's one that's like a it's like a Gundam game. I played I've played the Star Wars one. Um, Are you like you go in? It's like a whole pod and you're just like yes. kind of surrounded by screens on all sides. Yep. yep. Yeah, I played the Star Wars one of that. That was cool. It's very Actually, cool. Actually, the, the best arcade experience I had in Japan was the there is a um, an on rail shooter that tracks your heart rate, oh. and the faster your heart rate goes, the 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 harder the game becomes. Interesting. Like, so it does like it makes like it's like a jump scare sort of on uh, rail shooter, and it like. Sp- spritzes you with air and st- like it's it was cool man that was that was a neat that that's was a really, really that's interesting yeah that was that was that was a that was the one that i was like yep yeah, that's okay arcades are still cool because <laughs> i have a hard time caring about arcades now so much yeah where, where it's it's it, it takes a lot for me to want to be to i i <laughs> i can't think of a time except for when uh we got married that I was at an arcade in the last 10 years, aside right. from being in Japan where they had something new because right. the arcades are, you know, they're, they're kind of just sort of expensive and the experiences yeah. you get there aren't, 
it, it doesn't feel like they most of the time if, if you're just like playing the simpsons it's sort of like yeah i mean i could just play a beat-em-up though at home and it's not that different and i can play with my friends online so it's still that sort of that same experience if that's what i want because uh, very few you know it's not like where people are lining up to to play somebody in in a fighting game like that doesn't happen you you, you the last couple of times that Jesse and I went to an arcade in this country, mm-hmm. we like we spent like ten to twenty dollars, yeah, on like stuff like a coin dozer, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like the most like non-game, just like gotcha, the stuff. actual cash grab game, yeah. the actual cash grab games, <laughs> and we just like we walk away from it and we're just like, what did we just do? why have we done this you feel very silly about your decision yes so like it's japan doesn't have those japan has what arcades ought to be at this point which is games that are built on experiences that are impractical for you to have in your home yeah or 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 crane games with limited edition items that that too (laughs) also impractical for you to have in your home (laughs) <laughs> yeah just just impractical yeah yeah true that is but it's true. like you're, you're... when like when we were in korea there was a there was an arcade across the street that had uh that had like a couple of u-beat machines yeah and those are like 50 cents a play so we'd go in there after work and spend some time just pop in a pop in a couple of coins and play a few uh play a few games of u-beat mm-hmm. because i mean rhythm games now that's that's yes. an arcade experience baby right yeah so like we played so that we play like Time Crisis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I loved I love those. That that's where my love of sort of on rails shooters came from was was Time Crisis two, uh, with the pedal. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. Did you ever play um, Time Crisis five? No. Time Crisis five has two pedals. Is it? Does that make it better? It does. Really? It does because okay. they because the pedals are for changing your perspective. <laughs> so it's All actually right. like it's actually like press press pedal to get into cover release pedal to come out of cover and shoot press other pedal to flank uh, that's cool and you get like you get like a different perspective so if someone's behind cover you pop out and go behind the other thing and you you flank them so you get like a different angle on them so you yeah, can actually hit that's, them that's awesome. very so, cool this is this is not a <laughs> this is not a uh, Assassin's Creed 2 trailer where they're like two blades double the damage <laughs> it literally not <laughs> but anyway awesome. none of this has to do with 1980s uh Sega arcade but like it's no. a it's a fun little aside because that's kind of like I think I I've actually had more formative and I would almost say nostalgic experiences from arcades in the last five years than in my first 30 yeah i can see that and and it's it's partial part part of that is also where you were when you were experiencing some of those arcades too right like very the, very the, yes I, i'm gonna guess that has a really big part of that those feelings definitely um but super hang on in in terms of super hang on and outrun if you've never played either i would say super hang on you're going to have a much better time with mm-hmm. uh just because it's 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 somehow a little simpler um well I, there's two things going on i think it's easier to control that's or sorry that's what i meant not not i don't mean the game is simpler because they're both the exact same game i meant it's it's easier to 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 play like you can gauge your i don't i don't know if it's depth or what but it's it's much easier to get around the bikes that you're racing against 
So I mentioned in Outrun, your your hitbox is too big, right? Because yeah. you're the size of a car and you're on like a two or three lane road. <laughs> yeah. In Super Hang On, you're the size of a motorcycle. So you're like half as wide. Mm-hmm. And there's usually like four or five lanes. Yeah. So yeah, like even, even when there's two lanes, it still feels better. And there's and I love the turbo button. That That's just hilarious. Where, where it, it sounds never like your stops. Bike's <laughs> your bike's just gonna erupt any moment it just keeps like you think it's gonna top out at a certain point like every like engine sound in a video game always like you always get like and then it just and then it there. holds yeah. the tone and not, super not hang on just never <laughs> stops <laughs> and you're like oh no <laughs> and it's like this this is the sound that precedes an explosion <laughs> we are very dead like uh yeah no i like i i got a i i had a uh, a ton of fun playing playing super hang on i did too like way more fun than i had playing outrun way more fun. yeah out, outrun so f- what happened for me when i was playing through it i was like man this is awesome i'm this is so cool it's it's i'm remembering this stuff as a kid yada 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 mm-hmm. and then I, I played it three times like for each each different music track and i was like okay i'm gonna sure. play sea breeze one more time and right. and then i'll be done um and that then i was like yep i'm done i don't want to play this anymore (laughs) did you ever um did you like so one thing in outrun like there's different sort of tracks that you can take like Like different different, routes like the different routes yes yeah and they all lead to like the the a b c d e endings correct have you what are those have you ever seen them uh so i remember one time as a kid i was playing with my cousin and we were we they gave us like way too much money for whatever reason that yeah. day. So we got to the end and what I remember is it was one of the endings, I have no idea which one it was, obviously, but it was just like you get to the end and there's like a bunch of like like the road just ends and there's a ton of people there and it's like a that's it. Is it like you cross the finish line basically? Yeah, you sort of cross the finish line, you slam on the brakes, turn sideways, and then there's like a group of people. Now the turning sideways part like, might yeah, be in my head. Yeah, you went fast you for it. a while. You went fast. You spent was this a race? Ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I don't. I don't remember much more than that. I have no idea if there's different endings. I have that's that's it. That's all I got. Okay cool i i imagine they i just thought i'd place. ask um i've never seen the ending of super outrun or shoot super hang on <laughs> um <laughs> so i have i have no idea i'm going to guess it's the same thing probably i mean that seems like a pretty standard ending type of deal so. i will say the the i think it's really cool uh and and probably in terms of of today the best part about this is that Yakuza tried to create a living, breathing world where they put their own arcade machines in it. And mm-hmm. I love them for that so much. It, I mean, it, it makes the world feel so awesome to walk into a place, you know, because because in Zero, when you go to uh, Sotenbori, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know and that. I know these things like this. is That's so cool. That crap. Being on I've the bridges, especially overlooking the river is like, this is a place. It's like, I have a photo from this spot. Like, that's yep. cool. Um, yeah. And then you go into the arcade and you see a machine. You're like, wait a minute. That's even cooler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's, it was when, when I, when I had that moment, I was like, man, let's, let's, let's have a podcast where we just get to have an excuse to talk about more Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the feeling, the faithful recreation of some of those areas and just like, 
I had the same thing when I played Persona 5 where it's like, I've been here. Yeah. Yes. Like, th- what's being depicted here is a location that I was just at a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I remember this place specifically. And it's 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 sort of funny because you don't think that those types of feelings are going to be that big of a deal. Like, you know, I remember like a kid, my mom was, we were watching a movie and there was some place that she'd been on the plane. She's like, oh, that's so cool. I remember this. It's like, yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, that's cool. But what does it, does it, does it, is it really that cool? And then you have the experience like, oh, no, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesse was just watching, uh, Jesse's been watching a drama in, uh, in discord with uh, a couple people in the community that was shot in, uh, it's the, the words I want to use are my hometown. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, you know, like it's the town that we lived in when we lived in Korea, Mm -hmm. which is not the same thing as my hometown, but like, it just kind of feels like it. It's like, sure. The closest thing that I have to a hometown in the Eastern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. But it was like, there's like, when I say shot in our town, I mean like three blocks from where our apartment was. Yeah. So like they're doing like a place we like, walked hey. through every single day. Yeah, that's cool. And, and it's just like, it just shows up in this scene. It's like, oh my God, I know every individual business on that street corner. That's the art box. That's the home plus. That's the chicken place. The arcades up there, like you're just picking stuff out. The chicken, the chicken place. <sighs> I want, I want to eat at the chicken place. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes, yes, I. You do. don't even know how much you do. Actually, there's someone. So funny story. My birthday was last week. Um, yes. Ha <laughs> ha. That it's a joke. <laughs> um. So actually, uh, uh, one of the people likely listening to this at this point, who I will not name, but you know who you are, actually came out to uh, actually came out to hang out him and him and his uh, and his wife. Yeah, that's cool. Came to hang out. We had a picnic. We kept our we kept our masks on so we could like socially distance and everything. But we hung out and we got um, we picked up some takeout uh, chicken from the like sort of Korean inspired chicken place in town. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, when we get you here. Oh, it's going to happen. That's got to happen because I want to I want to I want to eat so much food. That place only just opened like six months ago, but it is so good. And it is absolutely the closest to like legit real Korean chicken that we've had in, in this hemisphere. Yeah, that's, that's what you were saying. It's because it, it's connected to the place that you took us to when we went last time yes the ramen place yeah yep yeah yeah it's real good so that that is on the docket mm. and and he Man. will vouch for it was really good <laughs> i believe it so um so yeah so back to super hang on oh yes um, yeah yeah i had a ton of fun like i found i don't know if it's after it's if it's because i picked it up after i played outrun and so it already mm-hmm. kind of like some of those skills transferred because they are sure. very, very similar games. It's, it's it's the same game. I mean, it really it's it's more or less the same game. I mean, the, the perspective is the same. You're on a motorcycle instead of a instead of a convertible. Your hitbox is smaller. Instead of shifting, you have a turbo button, but it basically does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, playing it with a controller, you you won't. It's not going to be that different, uh, that different of an experience. Right, right. It lacks some of the, and I think that's true of all of them. Like it's, 
there's a there's a there's something lost in the translation of like sitting in a sitting in a car like enclosure or sitting on a a motorcycle like seat that moves and and gives you force feedback and has pedals and stuff for the controlling versus you're just holding a PS4 controller. Yeah. Like it's it's not the same feeling, but the game is the game is the game. What what I think is really neat about these games is the again they're arcade games you're not supposed to play them for that long, right? Um, sure. But what's cool is that they, they they're like what's what's fun about arcade games to me compared to the normal type of games that we play is that it doesn't almost matter how old or janky they are. There's still something like you can just play it. It's an arcade game. Like yeah, it's, yeah. Sure, maybe in real life you wouldn't want to spend much money on it, or maybe any money. I don't know, depending on you know how how you feel about that sort of thing. But it's the game itself is totally playable. Like you can go play Space Invaders in the arcade, and it would, oh yeah, and it would be kind of like a fun experience or Pac Man. There's, there's yeah, it's absolutely worth just going in and dropping a couple of quarters in to just like spend a few minutes with it, and that's yeah, and that's it, a fun time regardless. And that's 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 a very arcade unique thing. Like if if we played, so there's an old racing game on NES, which I'm not going to remember the name of. I believe it was Rad Racer. By, well, is that the one made by Square? Yes. Yeah. So that's like that's kind of like the home. <laughs> uh, Did we just do that? What? Like what? you said an old racing game on oh, NES, yes. and I just like it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I mean that that's the experience of it, right? So that was that's a game that you you may play today, and if if you're if you're not thinking about it as an arcade game, uh, you know you're thinking about it as a console game. You may have less; it may be less of a fun um, experience because you're like, oh, this is supposed to be a console game. I'm not supposed to play it for two minutes and then be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Rad Racer. That's it. God, yeah, that game was sick. So that, I had that game, I, and that's the game that I thought of first when i was playing outrun which is which is the reason why it's the reason why when you were like there's an old racing game for nes i was like yeah it's probably this one because this is the one that feels like they were trying to make a a home port of it it feels like they saw outrun and they were like let's make a version of this that works on console yeah that's what it and and the music's good because it was it was it was composed by uh umatsu i believe yep yep the uh yeah 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 that's right yeah you just sent the link perfect yeah there's there's yeah this game was so cool and it it's basically the same experience as outrun so i could see where if you if we were to play this now we'd be sort of like yeah it's kind of hard to get excited about this uh as a console game that you're playing on the nes if today right but Mm -hmm. but but outrun has the 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 benefit of being an arcade game where you're sort of like oh yeah it's an arcade game i give it i give it a pass it's fine Right, um, because the the investment is smaller. Yeah, exactly. You you spent fifty cents to a dollar on playing it for ten minutes, and then you're like, "That was fine," <laughs> right. and then you move on. Yeah. Um. So it's it's sort of a that's sort of a unique arcade. Yeah, or unique aspect to arcades. Yeah, but Super Hang On, I think, was probably the only game that I found myself. I, I did the whole thing where I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna do five credits in each game," and you're like, "Hey, I could play more." It, Super Hang On was the one game that we played where I was like, I got to five and I was like, maybe just one more, though. Right. Yeah. Super Hang On. Like, I, really good. I, I kind of want to play more. I kind of want to play again. I think of the four, it was my favorite. Um, So Space Harrier, 
I, I was actually fairly I, decent at like my first. I might agree I, with you, I might agree with you about it being my favorite, but there's one other that it, that's close. Yeah, and uh, it ain't Space Harrier. No, it's not. Space Space Harrier. I was actually pretty decent at. I was kind of surprised. I got to like stage five or six on my first playthrough. Oh and I was damn! Like, Whoa, this this I did not expect. Um, because I just followed the the strategy of rotating, <laughs> rotating around the four corners of the map while holding the turbo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, okay straight up like yakuza gives you turbo buttons and that yeah. that makes a difference oh my god i don't know if the original arcade had a button like that but if you probably not having to mash the button i i i would not uh i would have to say i don't want to play space harrier ever again as it is i probably don't really want to play space harrier ever again yeah it's <laughs> i'm good it's weird, like, what is the deal with... Uh, so we played four arcade games. Sp- like, OutRun and Super Hang-On and Space Harrier are all obsessed with this idea of, like, the camera is directly behind you and, the and like, and the camera's directly behind you and you're just going straight into the distance really fast. <laughs> Everything is just coming at you faster than you can react to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I obviously like the, okay, the camera's behind you and you're going forward is not a rare camera angle in video games, but there's something about like, I don't know if it's it's like the low angle of it. Yeah, or like the 3D aspect or something. Yeah, but it's something that makes all of those games harder to play than I feel like they should be. Yeah, well, Space Harrier is interesting. So when, when the game was being created, this is, mind you, Space Harrier is even before OutRun. It's from 85. Um, Okay. So... Sure. It's, it's it's kind of one of those experiences that's like wow that's that's pretty impressive when you put it when you frame it that way right yeah but, um that when they were making it I, I guess they had tried doing 3d arcades before and and it didn't go well so the the the, the gentleman that created it uh i think his name's suzuki uh mm. he, he 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 was trying to figure out what the biggest complaint was and it was that it was impossible for players to aim like they couldn't figure out where the where the where the where the the things were like it was too small to 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 uh hit the things you were trying to hit so we changed it so that the way you hit things it you'll basically always hit the thing if if they're close to you that's that's how they changed the the shooting mechanics in the game and if you try to hit things when they're far away you probably won't like it's not going to happen mm-hmm. um and it's it makes for an odd experience where in a normal uh like a bullet hell or on rail shooter type, not even, well, you know, the, the, where, where the things are coming at, you, you need to kill, you know, Gradius kind of, but yeah, it's sure. weird because it's in front of your face. You, right. you don't want to be close to that. Like you're, you're kind of nervous when the thing is close to you, right? Right. Like you're yeah. uncomfortable because you're going to get hit. Whereas in right. space here, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to sit directly in front of this thing that's coming at my face mm-hmm. and then I'll kill it. But you're a little nervous about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, yeah didn't age well (laughs) space area is a rough one for me i it just like for me like okay so space harrier star fox right Mm -hmm. like essentially yeah in terms of like you know you're you're it's kind of a rail shooter the camera's fixed behind you you go you go up down left right and you shoot out in front of you it's star fox yeah um but like it just throws you all like even in Star Fox, you have a lot of time to 
react to these two pillars that are coming up in front of you. Oh, you have no time to move in this. You have no you time to, to react move. and everything kills you instantly. And you do have five lives or six or something. So that's pretty chill. I, I like the fact that you didn't. It's not like a you, you got more than one chance to, to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I the, the it doesn't exactly matter because you're going to die really fast. So so I was making this statement how I did really well my first playthrough. After that, I don't think I ever got as far again. So I don't know what happened. Um, the game is really hard, which it is I know makes hard. sense because it's an arcade game. And we even talked about how Outrun, Outrun and Super Hang On both were basically, if you make a mistake, you're going to need to put more money in if you want to keep playing. Um, the difference, I think, with those is that, like, you if you play Outrun and you crash into everything, it'll be frustrating, but you still get to play 90 seconds and, or 80 seconds and, or whatever. Well, and and again... I, I think it's really important to think about the arcade experience where the fun of it is you're driving the car for the 90 seconds, right? Right. Like, that's kind of what's cool. Uh, Space Harrier, if you put in the money and, and then you, you'll probably get to, you know, stage two or something. Maybe. And then you're going to start hitting pillars or whatever. And you're like, oh, I can't even control this. Like, this is really yeah. awful. <laughs> I, I It feels like I am unable to move. Right. You you have to you have to move out of the way almost before you see the thing, because it doesn't give you much time to react. Um, right. Which is, it's... it's. And I'm sure people who, like, have played a ton, like, it's important to to recognize, like, we have not oh, played yes. a ton of these games. No. I got significant... I played, I put in five credits. I made it, I think, further on each one. I think there was one where I backslid a little bit, but generally... Yeah, you got um, better. Yeah. I got a little bit further, did a little bit better. The early stages became a little a little easier so i'm sure that there is a there is a, a consistent logic to it and there is just yeah there is oh absolutely no there's 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 no doubt that if, if you like if you, practice, you can play you well yeah so like oh i'm not trying to say the game is completely unfair i just think it's not that fun to play today for me it's, it's sort of just because i yeah, don't have any sort of it, feeling about it i am not one to shy away from a challenge generally right. no you love it yeah I like I I generally if a game kills me really quickly I'm like oh ho like it's a like my Let's do this thing my my eyebrows kind of go up and I'm like oh okay we got a thing all mm -hmm. right and I get really excited and this wasn't one of those times it was just, I just kind of wanted to be done with it like, yeah and, I, and and I think it was it didn't feel like the type of game that would be fun to get better at nah it just felt like it felt like a quarter munching kind of arcade. Mm -hmm. It's just that's what it a little was. bit. Yeah, it's it's I did look at a playthrough of it. And so it's it's fairly long. It's like a 20 minute game or 17 minute game or something like that, um, which all things considered is is pretty a pretty long time. Uh, that's a that's a long play for the arcade. Yeah. And and the final missions are sort of weird, like you fight some cool looking bosses and stuff and you ride around on that never ending story white dragon thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that has I know their feet. But it sure looks like when it's flying away, it's got a pair of testes hanging. It out there. sure does. I know it's supposed to be like the padding on like a cat's foot or whatever. Yeah, no, like I get it. Of, but I, my God, I, that's not what it looks like when it I know what screen. it's supposed to be, and I know what it looks like. Yeah. So I, I did have and I did have a good chuckle thing. at that. Um, <laughs> but but uh, and then you fly off on that, and then it's like game over. Bye. It's like okay, yeah, uh, whatever. I don't know. It didn't yep. do anything for me. I didn't have a bad time, but I didn't have a good time. I think I think Space Harry is probably my least favorite. It's my least favorite for sure. 
because uh, Fantasy Zone was something else for an arcade game. Fantasy Zone, Fantasy Zone was freaking rad. It's so cool, and there's so much personality to Fantasy Zone. Mm-hmm. Like the little Opa Opa, your spaceship with feet. Like, <laughs> but the feet are only there when it's on the ground. Like, I, I that was I actually loved... something that was actually something I appreciated about Space Harrier too. Yeah, it would have been very easy for them. Like graphically, it does look really great. It does. It would have been well, very especially easy. Especially when you think about 1985. Yeah. It, it, it would have been very, very easy for them to just, because you're just flying around with the jetpack. It would have been very easy for them to just continue having you fly around with the jetpack and have your knees just kind of scrape the ground when you're close yeah. to the ground. Yep. But no, there's a whole like detailed, like probably dozens of frames running animation. Yeah, it looks cool. That looks great when you're on the ground and you no, sp- seamlessly, yeah. you seamlessly transition between, um, between just kind of flying with your jetpack and running when you're on the ground and it looks really good. Mm-hmm. So like they definitely like clearly Sega had a thing with like when you're, you're flying around, but when you get close to the ground, you can run. Yes. Like, I, and I, I think I, I appreciate will be that. important. So yeah, like Fantasy Zone is ultimately the gameplay of Fantasy Zone not really all that all that interesting or special. It's basically like you're in a you're doing a it's do you ever play like the old 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 Atari game Defender? Yes, yeah. I the Defender is like I think the first game where you actually have um I think Defender is the first game where it's kind of a, a left to right scrolling shooter, but you can actually like control your direction. Yeah. And scroll to the left or the right. And uh, it actually keeps okay. track of it actually um, like there's actual object permanence where the things on screen actually like remain on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, or the things things continue to exist in their location after they go off screen. Okay. Is what I mean. So like, it's basically that where like you have, you, you have a map and you can scroll left or right. And it's kind of a scrolling it's, shooter where you can control the direction. It's so cool that there's a map. Mm-hmm. And essentially there's like 10 enemy spawners and you basically just fly around on the map and you kill those enemy spawners. Yeah. But then there's money and a shop to buy upgrades did like you, Gradius. You? And 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 the the upgrades are fun. I mean, mind you, it it does feel like some are there more as a joke than anything else. Um, like the ultimate speed engine. I don't know how in God's name you're supposed <laughs> to control that thing. Um, the the first or no, the second speed upgrade is almost too fast. Yeah, and then there's one of more. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah, you're right. There is four, isn't there? Yeah, there's four. Cause, and, they, and they go up like they're a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand and a hundred thousand. Yeah. And I don't think I had a hundred thousand at any point. I, yeah, I didn't even get that far. That's what I'm saying. I can't even imagine what that's like. I imagine you just tap left and then just like and then just like zoom off screen. You just you just take off. Wee! You're just freaking gone. You you just I, like I, you just ex- you just like it's full acceleration and then you just instantly die because you basically you basically just have moved in a direction as f- as much as you need to until something kills you. 
Because <laughs> everything does inst- like one hit kill you. Yes. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Fantasy Zone that just like, this isn't an arcade game? Yeah. D- it did and, not, and like, life, did it feel... You last a long time. Like, yeah. w- uh, the one play is a significant amount of time. Yes. Yes. That was, that was the thing that, st- like, so I did this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, I have, like, quote, unquote, $5 in quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Well, $25 so based on the, the Yakuza pricing. <laughs> yeah. A hundred, a hundred per play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, I'll play each game five times. Then I played Fantasy Zone three times and spent, like, as much time with that as five plays with anything else. Yeah. Significantly more time in some cases. I feel like my first nope. play in, in Fantasy Zone was, like, was like, more than the entire time I spent with Super Hang On. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you spent the first play in fantasy zone was, I th- I want to say like 10 minutes almost or something crazy. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was long. a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's a it's really real, cool like, game. I had really low expectations, but it was actually really, really fun. Yeah. It is. It's the one that I uh, like, I have a hard time deciding whether I liked that or super hang on better. I think for a controller fantasy zone superior. Mm. I think my, 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 memory of playing outrun slash super hang on makes super hang on pull ahead that makes sense like if if you were if you've never played any of these four games and you're going to sit down and play them today with any modern controller fantasy zone is probably going to be the 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 shining star unless you just don't like that style of game that makes sense there is something to be said for like are you in an arcade do you get to sit on the motorcycle and lean (laughs) to control it yeah that might make super hang on a better game Right, right, just because of the arcade experience. But in terms of a game today, you could play Fantasy Star right now and have a good time. Like, you don't need an arcade to, to make Fantasy Star a, a cool a cool game. It is just a cool game in general. I believe that also came out in 86. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on this because I don't know if you caught... You, you said it twice. Oh, wait, what? Oh, no, I totally missed whatever I said. <laughs> Okay, so in fairness, Fantasy Star is also a Sega property. Mm -hmm. But we are talking about Fantasy Zone. Oh, I did say Fantasy Star. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I did. (laughs) I didn't even like you could totally have fun playing. You could totally have fun playing Fantasy Star in the arcades. Like, "Mm, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. You're. I think to finish Fantasy Star in the arcades involves you putting in about $3,000 in quarters. <laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> Especially if it's like a timer and, you're, and, and they want you to grind. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually really interesting. That's really interesting, actually. Like th- th- that. I'd never idea. really considered that before. How grinding is... Like, grinding is such a... a a home console centric concept. Mm-hmm. Cause like in an arcade, you could, you'd never like, no, it'd be like that 30 second hero or half minute hero or whatever. Right. That's how, that's how RPGs would have to be done in an arcade. Um, yeah. But, like, but arcade is all about like, get you, get you into the game, have fun, get out. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas consoles introduce grinding as a way to extend the playtime. So that you can like 
play the game for longer. Yeah. Because they, because to, to like, to like justify the upfront investment. Right. Yeah. And it, and it, and it gets, it makes you feel good about playing it and you get to customize your party and you get to spend time with the game and in the game world and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like it, it, uh, it sort of prolongs the experience, but that's really bad for an arcade. <laughs> yeah. That like, that's well, something that's, that I'd never really thought about in those specific terms before, but that's really interesting. That's actually part of what makes fantasy star such a crazy arcade experience Zone. in some ways is that damn it. Fantasy zone is that you could <laughs> theoretically grind. Yeah. Like, actually. And stuff like you could actually spend a long time on the first stage, just killing things that are coming out. I don't know if at some point they disappear, but I kind of doubt it. It doesn't and, seem like they do. Yeah. Cause literally so like, the point of the stage is to kill the things that spawn them. So if you just leave one alive, you could just keep killing the things that come out. Like maybe yeah. they stop dropping money after a while, but that, yeah, I didn't that I notice that know. either. Um, so that's, that's, is, that's cool. Like, that's a yeah, really awesome experience, actually. I believe Fantasy Zone was another, uh, arcade game that did extremely well for Sega when it first came out, uh, in, it, in 86. 86 was a good year for Sega arcades. <laughs> it feels to me like, fan, like, Fantasy Zone feels a thousand percent like a game that did well in the Japanese arcades. I don't even know if it was brought to America. It, it, I really have no idea if it was released in the United States. I don't ever remember seeing it, but like I said, I didn't spend either. time in arcades, so I don't know. Maybe in like big cities they had them, potentially. Um, I feel like they would have had to have like... Oh, no, I... released JP. It just, it just says Japan. Yep. Because I was like, okay, so if this game made it to the U.S., what did they call it instead of Fantasy Zone? True. Because they didn't call it Fantasy Zone. That sounds like a place you don't let kids go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even made that joke in Yakuza 0. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the whole, like, impetus to getting it, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, because you unlock Fantasy Zone and um, the, the, this super hang The on. cute arcade attendant is like, if you um, if you get a high score in Space Harrier, I'll show you a fantasy. Yeah, I'll show you my fantasy zone, I think, is actually what... She, like, I think she yeah. literally just says it, and, and Majima's like, oh my, okay. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do that. And then for Super Hang-On, it's like, hey, if you get a high score in OutRun, I'll let you... I'll give you, you the can... ride of your life. Yeah, it's like the ride of your life or something, yeah. 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 And then it zooms in on, like, Kiryu's crotch, and he's like, oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it... <laughs> the... I will say the one thing that's weird about Yakuza is the camera angles sometimes where it's like someone's saying something important and they zoom in on the middle of their neck and you're kind of like, what am I looking at here? And, and it's, it's, I, that's a, that's a shot you get a lot of. Cause it's like it, the, the center of the screen is their neck, but you're getting like the bottom, you're getting like the chin in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's weird. I, it, I think it's just a weird thing in like Japanese cinematography where they think that's a cool look for drama. To like only too, show yes. like to only show like the mouth as they're speaking, but mm -hmm. not like show the eyes so you can't see their expression or something. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen them use it a lot for like a line that's supposed to be really dramatic yes. or impactful. Yep. Exactly. So they just that. Yeah, that's just a thing that they think is a thing. So sometimes camera angles are interesting. <laughs> Hold on. What's up? Fantasy Zone came out in March of 1986. Mm -hmm. And now I really want to know, like, when in March. 
because was it on my birthday? Oh my. Like my actual like day of birth. Yes, yes. The thing is being a being an arcade game, I don't think they have like a it's not like it was street dated, right? They just sent the machines Mm-mm. out. So they that that may not be there may not be like a, a specific Yeah, I'm not seeing it just says March. Yeah. So it was probably just like they started shipping them at some point in March and then everyone got them at different times. So on your exact day of birth then. Yeah, I mean, like headcanon wise, there's no reason sure. it couldn't have been. Sure. <laughs> Who? That's why not? <laughs> you heard it here first. The very first Fantasy Zone game was reached and was played in the first Japanese arcade on March 3rd. 1986. Yep. 100%. This is fact. Prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's uh they they had a really nice collection of games in in Yakuza 0. I, I and I I enjoyed spending more time than I should have playing arcade games. Um those ones are the bulk of what you'll get. Uh, there's, there's club segas in every, yes, in, in every, um, Yakuza game. I don't remember what they were in Kiwami. Um, in Kiwami, there's still club sega. Uh, yeah, it's in no, zero I mean, I that it games is were in it. Oh yeah. I, uh, other than the bug I battle th- one. I think I, I did enjoy the bug, but I think it was just outrun. There's, there's at least two. There's at least a couple. Sometimes they're hard to find. And mm. and there's also like two different there's the the club Sega that's on like uh, not yeah there's Street. two different yep. and then there's the yep. one on Theater Square and they usually yep. have different games yeah um I know Zero or Kiwami Two has Virtual On and Virtual yes. Fighter Two yes and that's cool Virtual On is fun yeah it kind of sucks with the controller though that's definitely an arcade experience yeah. as far as I'm concerned I I actually. I was like really excited to play it, and then I started playing. I was like, mm, "No, this is one I like playing with the the like the actual arcade sticks." You want to know what's probably like? So one of the later ones just has like Virtual Fighter Five. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like the newest Virtual Fighter game. Right. Yeah. What? And um, yeah, and six has Puyo Puyo Tetris. No way. Yeah. Just like actual Puyo Puyo te- Tetris. I love that. So I, I that's that's probably it, it's just part of the reason why I really love these this series. It's it's just that kind of they just they don't care. They're just like, yeah, this will make it fun. This will make it enjoyable. This will make it immersive. It's just like we want to do this, so we're gonna do this thing. Yeah. And I, I really love that. It's kind of like the original Animal Crossing did that actually, where you could get NES mini NES consoles that played full NES games on the GameCube. And I thought that was just incredible and it's that sort of experience mm-hmm. of like hey this is this is this is like my real life house i can play a game that well okay not really because i didn't own donkey kong jr math but the, the... <laughs> nobody did <laughs> but you know you get ice climbers and i know you could i know technically zelda was on there and there's a way to unlock it with with a some kind of codes and stuff because there it was going to be a i think they were going to release it with cards like those those the gamecube card reader that was mm-hmm. what well, was the game boy advanced card reader that could plug into the gamecube um, and I think you could unlock Zelda that way in Japan, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. But uh, still, of, of course, Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo would be like, hey, we've got this cool feature and you can play the game you really want to play, but it's going to cost you a little extra money. <laughs> there's there's 
the two games that I played the most in Animal Crossing were Balloon Fight. Yeah, yep. And Golf. Golf. Yeah, dude. Like, it's... That was just such a... I'm, I'm sad that they took those away, and I, I know they did because, you know, now they can charge you $10 or whatever it was when they were releasing them all again on yeah. uh, Game Boy and stuff. But that that's part of what I love about this, the, the Yakuza, is that it's like, here's just the game, and, and that's just, just play the game. Like, yeah. you, you know you want to, and I think that's cool. Like, you may not like Yakuza, but you might like the games in Yakuza. <laughs> don't don't So there's something Yakuza here for, for everybody. Yeah, that that is the that is the mo of of a yakuza game, isn't it? There really is something for everybody. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, I don't understand how I it's not for me, but I know there's plenty of people that just go, pick up the games and play through the main story and don't care about the the side quests. Where and then there's people that think the side quests sort of are better than the main story. And then there's then there's me who I just I just like all of it. I I love the main story. I know it's sort of like a like a, a almost like a bad you know daytime soap opera sometimes they are consistently melodramatic but they but when when you go into it expecting that it's wonderful because that's yeah. what you're that's what you're that's what yeah you don't don't ever expect anything different right and go and go into every story expecting every plot device to be contrived and silly mm-hmm. because they are and that's fine it's great yeah <laughs> And and uh, that's 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 my review of old <laughs> arcade games. I like I like Yakuza. <laughs> it's great. Play Yakuza. <laughs> Mess around with the arcade games if you want. <laughs> so so what what are what are we? Uh, or actually, do you have anything you want to add? I shouldn't just. No, just I, I think um, I think that's a good uh, that's a good place to leave it. What is your what's your final? What would you say is your final ranking? For me, I would put. I would say. I would say. Hang on. Uh, Fantasy Zone, Outrun, and then Space Harrier. I think I'm probably the same. I'm tempted to put Fantasy Zone higher, but when it comes down to it, I was playing Fantasy Zone, mm-hmm. and I played it three times, and I set I set the limit at, like, I'm going to play each of these games five times. And then I played Outrun five times, and then I played Space Harrier five times, and then I played Super Hang-On five times, and then I played Fantasy Zone three times, Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, those were three really long playthroughs. And then I played Super Hang On two more times. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just something about Super Hang On that feels really good to play. And so I think my ranking is exactly what it is exactly the same as yours. Well, you, you have excellent taste. Yeah, yours is all right. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are we uh, what are we planning on on, on uh, playing next week? I don't know. We were kind of in between things, but I'm thinking Mischief Makers. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah, so do you want to or do you want to? We were we were contemplating possibly oh, right. <coughs> doing that other game that we sort of played sort of. Are you all right? <coughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah, I gasped. And then the gasp went down the wrong way. It did. <coughs> <coughs> we will be playing Mischief Makers, apparently. <laughs> no, you're right. My. <laughs> oh, no. OK, podcast. It's a mystery. Over. See ya. Mario Galaxy! <laughs>